Welcome back to Nothing Even Matters with Colby and Ken. Oh, my mic is backwards. <laughs> no. Sorry for no episode last week. Maybe you didn't even notice. That's okay. But we did not have the time. Kendall is currently really struggling with their microphone. We got in the podcast room. There's like two boys that left before us. And I just feel like this is, it needs a woman's touch. <laughs> I think you need to turn it upside down. What? I don't know what they did to that. Oh, oh no. Oh. The week before, my entire microphone fell off the stand. So it's I think okay. we're okay now. Yeah, I can hear you. That was chaotic. Oh, I just, that's why I just not meant to. Okay. Anyways, how's your day then? It's actually been really good. I had a calculus exam, so maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was, but we'll see. It's done. It's done. I'm not thinking about it anymore. Yeah, it's not even worth getting anxious over Mm -mm. because it's going to happen regardless. No, I told my housemate, she was like, were you nervous? And I was like, I don't really get nervous for tests. Like, I mean, if I know it, I know it. If I don't, I don't. don't, It's going to happen. You know, it's maybe like, yeah. maybe I should be a little bit more nervous, but I'm. Just but what not. do you gain from being nervous? Besides, you can't eat. Yeah, you're anxious. It's no fun. No fun. That's yeah. Today tested that for me, as Colby yeah. heard an earful. <laughs> woke up or like not woke up last night. Got home from dinner. My laptop was just shattered internally. So like you yeah. can't feel any glass. It's just broken. Um, and apparently Apple just. How does that even happen? Don't. I he don't was know. like a crumb can get in there. I'm like, get real. If a crumb can destroy a whole laptop in 2023, get real. And then he was like, yeah, it just happens sometimes. I'm like, that's not okay, though. It's convenient for <laughs> that's you. That's so inconvenient. And the dude was just like, oh, yeah, it's going to be like $800, like slight work. I'm like, oh, okay. In this day and age? Like, please. So we're on the iPad. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Thank you, Jesus. I literally was going to sell it. Like, oh, like no. you know, I can trade it back into yeah. Apple. I wanted to just get a new Apple Watch. I was going to trade it in. Wow. Literally last week, I told my sweet man, I was like, I'm just going to, I don't even use it. Look at God. Wow. When I get my new laptop, I am going to try this. <laughs> but word of advice, get Apple Care. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. For sure. Anyways, question of the day. Um, what's your favorite compliment to receive? For me, I think it's that I'm a good listener hmm. because I enjoy listening. So as you're good at it. Yeah. That's a good compliment to receive. Um, for me, it's I'm a good talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like to hear that I'm a good friend sometimes. Yeah. No, that's nice. Definitely get in your head about that. Yeah. Which leads me to our topic today. It's kind of just talking about how to know slash what to do when you feel like you've outgrown your friends, outgrown your situation, your environment. Because we're both in our 20s now. I love to remind people that I'm finally 20. (laughs) You're 21. It's just a new – you're getting older. Yeah. We're, you know. Changing. We're changing. Growing. Growing, evolving, all the things. Um, And as a Christian, you should always be elevating and – you know, striving for greater. But sometimes that comes to the expense of friendships. Mm-hmm. It comes with the cost of isolation. Yeah. So how do you know when you have outgrown your people, outgrown your friendships that you thought were lifelong or that you thought were temporary, but not this temporary? Yeah. I think sometimes it happens when you're, you know, how you're more immature as you're younger and like, then you mm-hmm. grow up and you're like, wait, why are we still talking about the same things, doing mm. the same things we did? And you're like, this is not fulfilling to mm-hmm. me anymore. And I think that's one way you notice of like, this is not what I need to be doing. It's not helping me to become who I need to be. And it, I think it does cause you some discomfort and like, oh, I don't feel good about this, you know, like some dread mm-hmm. when you go do those things with those people. Yeah, definitely dread. It also makes you kind of think like, I agree with the cold, like, why are we still talking about this? I can't mm-hmm. deal with, like, dragging things on. I'm mm-hmm. someone who, like, rants a ton in the moment, but, like, at some point we've got to elevate. Yeah. Um, so if you notice people around you are never improving, never um, growing, that can definitely stunt your growth. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron, but 
if you're not with iron, you're just going to get duller. Like, yeah. that's... And that's not to say that you can't like share your hard things with your friends. I think you should. But also getting to a point where you can process by yourself and with the Lord and then be like, hey, do y'all have advice rather than, I mean, I'm guilty of doing this, but like just dumping things on people and then just be like, yeah, this is my problem. Like fix it. Oh, you my know? mind didn't even go there. Yeah. I was thinking something like immature, just like behaviors. No, that too. But yeah. just like not That's being point, able though. to which I mean obviously comes with time and I still struggle with that of just dumping things on people but you know not everyone is your therapist yeah no one but your therapist is your therapist yeah. actually and sometimes it's also like if I if you don't take sometimes it's so easy to recognize if someone not in a situation it's more spiritual than physical mm -hmm. and if people don't want to hear spiritual like resolution or advice because that's how Satan operates you know then it's like I can't help you mm -hmm. I can't keep hearing about the same problem um and I want someone to tell me that, like, look, yeah. I'm not going to lie, you're dragging it. Like, mm -hmm. uh, tell me that. But if you've got grown friends, it's hard to have those conversations. So I agree. Like, feeling, like, dread or anxiety when you have to either talk to this person or when you know what the conversation's going to be about before you even start yeah. talking to them is the worst. Like, you're like, oh, I have to go to dinner with this person and I'm going to hear about the yeah. same situation, about the same person that did them dirty. Or you realize that you'd rather be alone than hang out with this person. That's something that's like, oh, like, why would I rather not go at all? Um, or you can feel misunderstood, feeling yeah. like nothing you say is taken as you intend for it to be, or like you just don't relate anymore. It's a lot of feelings mm -hmm. of like ra rapid growth does that, though. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to be misunderstood by people who once understood you. Like, it's not like, oh, they're a terrible person because they don't understand you. I think you just can go different directions and you're not you're not on the same path, you know? Yeah, it's not you're not on the same path. And it's also like. It almost makes sense if mm -hmm. you are praying for growth, then it doesn't make sense for people who once understood you in that person, like that yeah. time of your life to still understand you anyways. Mm -hmm. Same way that you probably don't understand them where they're at. They might be growing in an opposite direction, not saying positive or negative. And if you don't understand where they're at right now, that's not necessarily that you're a bad friend. It's just like you are not on the same path as them. Yeah. Um. So when you feel these things, what do you do? Like, how do you cope with that feeling of like, as time I've outgrown my friendships, do I mm -hmm. hold on to them? Like, what do I do? I think first of all, I would pray about it and ask the Lord to really reveal if there's anything in your own heart that you need to deal with first, like resentment, pride, you know, all those things that maybe you've been a bad friend. Um, and just pray like how the Lord would want you to move forward in that friendship, I think is the number one thing. Yeah, definitely prayer. Definitely. Um, I think that you have to test every behavior, every every reasoning that you don't want to be their friend anymore with the spirit, like mm -hmm. with the word, and to see like, okay, are these things that I'm being a little bit nitpicky about or self-righteous yeah. about? Because sometimes we can make friends. I said this last season, and then like we can make friends more than what they have to be. Not every friend is supposed to be your soulmate. Like mm -hmm. that's not you're not they're not your husband, they're not God, they're not your parents. Like friendships can be surface level and recognizing who is meant to be surface level is great. I yeah. love surface level. Like I almost prefer them because it's like we can see each other, we see each other, we have a good time, and then we can move on, you know? Um, so praying and testing those behaviors by the spirit is also important because it's just like sometimes we can self – I, Kendall, can self-sabotage of like yeah. this cycle of no one's ever good enough for me, this whole thing of like, oh, like I'm yeah. just so elite, please. <laughs> when really it's me. It's like, no, not everyone can – Not why would anyone be just like me anyways? Yeah. Like that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm reading a book by Jenny Allen, Find Your People. I read it. Yeah. I yeah. kind of, I like it. I like it. And I thought it was a good point she made about how you need like three to five inner people who like know what's going on. And beyond that, it gets a little too much. Like it gets you can't too much. 
be that deep with more than like five people. And I think that's really true. Yeah. Jesus had 12 mm-hmm. down to 11, down to three in the garden, down to one at the cross. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works. Yeah. Like, do I think every disciple meant like equal to him? Of course. Like we all millions of people, billions, trillions, whoever exists on this planet mean the same to him. But like his inner circle was John, like mm-hmm. occasionally Peter when he was acting right. So it's just like, it's really important to make sure you keep it narrow. And also, some people just have a bad habit running their mouths about your business. Me being one of them. I'm going to keep it a buck mm-hmm. with y'all. I'm going <laughs> to keep it so a buck. I have a bad habit of saying things, that, literally no malicious intent whatsoever. But I'll say it because it like relates to the conversation. Yeah. Like you might you're like, oh, I just shared all of their business that they definitely didn't want me to share. And I don't mean to. Yeah. yeah. And I'm really working and praying on it. But it's like, you could tell me you love Chick-fil-A, but the other day you had like a roach in your sandwich, something like that. <laughs> That's nothing bad. Like, you just told yeah. me that in passing. I might go and someone be like, yeah, I want to go Chick-fil-A. And I was like, no, Colby had a roach in her thing. Like, please don't do that. Okay. Is it small? <laughs> yes. But it's literally, why would I go and repeat that? Like, it's just yeah. not what I, it's not my story to tell. Yeah. It starts small. And then it gets to the bigger things where you, I literally got caught up in this, like, a couple months ago. I did not mean it anything beyond, like, isn't that crazy that happened to that person? And they found out that I had said something. They were like, why would you share that? That's my deepest dark. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't think it was that deep. Then someone did it to me where I told them a story mm-hmm. and then I saw how it felt because it was like I would have told everyone. I don't care. Yeah. But it's just like fact that like I didn't get the chance to. Yeah. No, I think that touches on gossip, which like I think girl, I think it's more of a problem with girls. I'm sure guys struggle with it too, but girls just love to talk about anything and it can start as innocent, but it becomes like, oh, do you see what they did this weekend? Like, that looks so fun. And then you just start going mm-hmm. and going and going. And then I, once you have that conversation at the end, I always feel like, oh, like, what was that? Yeah. That was not fun. Yeah. It's such like, a you bad. Know, you know when you, do, when you do it. I don't know a single girl that has not, does not gossip. Mm-hmm. I know people that prefer it more than others. Like, of course, you know, yeah. so we all know people who are just like, yikes. And then I'm like in the middle, like, I definitely can improve, but I'm not yeah. the worst gossiper. Like, I'm not going to bring someone up, but like, should you bring them up? I'm going to start talking, yeah. which is a problem. But my mom has always told me like, you got to be careful what you say to people. Like, yeah. you don't, like your intent never, never, not never. Sometimes it isn't like malicious. But a lot of times gossip does not start as something like I'm going to drag this person. It just starts yeah. with like, like you said, they did this weekend. Like, oh, how do they have money for that? I thought mm-hmm. they couldn't pay their whatever this week. Yeah. And then it just goes. And it's it's so, not building up. No. Nope. Edifying. It's just. Never is. Yeah. If someone's not in the room, I'm trying to learn to just not mention them. Because there's so many more things that you could be talking about between you and the person you're talking with. Yeah. About yourselves or things that you want to be doing. Exactly. To have to bring in someone who's not there. And can't defend themselves. Exactly. Whether I'm, yeah. I'm talking to myself. No, I'm, I'm speaking to myself. Yeah. Look, y'all know this dirt on me now. Kendall has a gossip problem. She's prayed about it. She's working on it. It never, not never, it's like 99% not negative or it doesn't start that way. And then it's like, the more you talk about someone, you can always find a flaw in someone. Like, that's easy, please. I can find like a million flaws in myself. Mm-hmm. It's not my job as a Christian to find flaws in other people. Especially, Paul talks about non-Christians, which I'll get into that later, but... Anyways, so praying and testing by the spirit and recognizing, am I the problem? Because yeah. half the time you can be. Like, mm-hmm. it's 50-50. It's between you and them. Who's the problem? <laughs> so recognizing that is really important. Um, and then I say, like, well, this is your point, actually. So. Yeah, I said, <laughs> ask someone that you trust and you're close with and see if they see anything in you that could be worked on. Mm-hmm. Or if you have any fault with the person. Yeah. No, I'm not saying, like, go tell them all of your drama with that person or what's going on. But be like, hey... Do you see this character trait in me that this other person is seeing? Like, do you see that? Yeah. 
bonus points if you can trust someone older than you or yeah. removed entirely from the situation they don't know yeah. the person it really helps when they don't know the person like that's why I, my mom gets so sick of me but i have to vet everything through her i'm like should i be upset about this because she doesn't know these people mm-hmm. and she's 50 years old like she doesn't care what a 20 year old is doing so she's not gonna talk junk about someone like what is she like being 50 talking junk like what sorry mom but you know what i mean like she, she would agree with me it's just like that's the whole thing um but if you don't have a parent you can go to like i recommend anyone you can do this as far removed from the situation as mm-hmm. possible that you still trust if you're going to this person's best friend, it's like a friend group of three, which doesn't work, by the way, but a friend group of three, and you have one person that you're going to to like vet this through, it's not going to work because they're yeah. going to take your side to your face and the other person's side to their face. What mm-hmm. And what do I expect them to do? That And that'll taint their view of both of the people involved. Yes. And it's awkward position to be put in. When they have nothing to do with the situation. Exactly. And I've been in that situation yeah. where I'm like the middle person and it just it's awkward. It's just like I can't not take a side. Yeah, and now you know. And now you know. And now I know everything. And it's like I can never not see that mm-hmm. when I see that person. So praying and testing by the spirit and then asking someone who knows you what they see in you that like give them the unbiased opinion. Yeah. You have to be honest. You, you have can't to be, be like, honest. Well, I did absolutely nothing wrong when you really did. That's why I'm not going to show screenshots. Show all receipts. <laughs> I hate when people tell me something. I'm like, well, what did you say though? Or like you ask them what happened. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Like one thing about me, I'm going to show you a screenshot. You can see what I said. Like you can mm-hmm. see because I, I a lot of times I'm the type of person I'm really impulsive. I'm very quick to react. But once it's all said and done, I can see where I went wrong. Yeah. I, I always see where I went wrong. I always can see where I shouldn't have said that. But if you have a friend that's coming to you and they can't tell you where, like, what they said in the situation or whatever, please. You need to make sure you're like, let me see the full, pull up the text yeah. receipts or whatever it is. Also, try not to do it over text, in my opinion. <laughs> like, trying to beef over text yeah. never works well. But mm-hmm. if you have to, tell yeah. the person as kindly as possible, hey, I think we're outgrowing each other. This is where I'm coming from. Where are you yeah. at? Over communicate. Over communicate. Make your point very clear. Assume nothing is assumed. Yeah. Because that's a really big misconception. This is more like a how to communicate, I guess, mm-hmm. episode. But that's a good point. Assume nothing isn't <laughs> assumed. Because I don't have some people don't understand your intent. And yeah. intent is not here's an easy example, which has nothing to do with this. The other night I was interviewing Naya, who's been on the podcast for an assignment I had to do. And my other roommate came in the room and she really needed our cars to be moved so she could get out early in the morning but she wanted to go to bed and i was going to be up for a little bit and she was like hey can we move the cars and i was like no it's okay i'll do it and she thought i meant like no wait on me when i'm done with this and then we can do it but i meant no i'll move both of our cars you don't have to do it but she didn't understand that and somebody else had to say no she means that she'll move both our cars you can you can go to bed mm-hmm. exactly and i didn't realize that in the moment yeah because we always assume that other people know our positive intent mm-hmm. and half the time you don't like yeah over communicate is a good point and then also brace yourself for whatever the reaction is if these people are giving you dread to hang out with anyways and you've tested it you know that you're not necessarily the reason that this is not working out don't assume that they're going to take it in the most positive way. No one mm-hmm. wants to hear that they're not a great friend or that they're not the right friend for or that you you're right moving then. on. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, like, <laughs> what do I keep saying? <laughs> I guess it's the word that it is, exactly. So, no one wants to hear that. And understand how you would feel if you got that text message yeah. out of, because sometimes it's out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, brace for the worst, but pray for the best. Yeah. You know? The reaction may not be that great. You yeah. might get, and people sometimes are with the low blows of like, oh, well, you were terrible. And then all of a sudden they like everything I've ever done wrong, they remember at this moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, you didn't like me anyway. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and cut the ties. So I think it's important to really go in it knowing that you're doing what you can. And if you feel confident mm-hmm. you prayed about and Holy Spirit is guiding your words, 
then how they take it is on them. And yeah. that's how anything happens in life. When you share the gospel, how they take it is on them. Or when you um, call people out for something that you know, hold each other accountable, that's on them. Mm-hmm. And that brings me to another point. If you have a friend that you can't ever hold accountable, maybe you need to test it by the spirit as well and figure out, okay, like, like how do I navigate this? Because some people don't want to be held accountable as a friend. Yeah. And what do you mean by that? Like, oh, I you did this to me. And they're like, no, I didn't. Is that what you mean? Yeah, they can gaslight you. Or even it's like not to us. Let's say I'm talking to you and I'm gossiping about someone and I'm like going in. And if you say like, Kendall, like, okay, let's change the conversation. Okay. Am I going to be like annoyed? Like, whatever. Sure. But like, if you can't take that and at least like dwell on, like think about it, like, oh, you're right and move on or anything. It's like, yeah. any, you might see that I'm doing something wrong with a guy and you call me out. Mm-hmm. If I get automatically defensive and I can't hear the criticism, understand that I'm not your friend. <laughs> like, because then it's also like, if you were to see me doing this, you wouldn't call me out on it. Mm-hmm. And it would be this whole thing of like, you're not being able to like build each other up. Yeah. Like a friend who's, com- uh, what's the word? A friend who's comfortable with being complacent is not necessarily a friend that is going to help you grow as well. Yeah. So true. Something that I think. And then, What's our last point? Season of waiting. I think that's oh, yeah. a portion. What do you do after that friendship has been dissolved? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do when you feel like you have no friends because you've moved on from past relationships? It, it is tough. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not fun. I mean, okay. I think it can be fun. It mm-hmm. can be a fun season of waiting, of waiting on the Lord to provide the friends that you want and you need to be praying for. Like, you don't want to just sit around and be like, oh, I don't have any friends, but I don't I don't go out and try to make friends. I don't go anywhere to meet new people. I've not been praying for these people to come to my life. Well, then obviously, like, you yeah. got to do something. And some people want a boyfriend, but they literally don't leave their house. Like, he's not going to break. Like, yeah, you shouldn't pursue, but like, he's not going to break in. So like, you've got to position yourself to be in places. That was like, good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. I also think you have to really pray that the Lord reveal to you ways you can improve as a mm-hmm. better friend. Um and like kind of refine yourself so that when your next friends come, you'll be ready. A lot of times we can pray for blessings and God's, he's already crafting it. Like it's already done, mm-hmm. but he's not going to send it to you if you're not going to be ready for it when it comes. So hence why people pray for a husband, but like, okay, do you give life? Or people pray for good friends, but okay, are you a good friend? Or mm-hmm. whatever the case is, it's like you have to really pray that God will reveal to you um, what you need in that season and how you can be great for it. Because God might say, I don't really think you need these deep friendships right now that's going to like clout. Like, you know, you might just need a couple solid surface level friends until you get deeper with someone or god Mm -hmm. might send you one best friend that's like the best friend you waited for whatever the case is but are you going to be ready when he sends it Mm -hmm. um that's really important as well to me to kind of frame how you navigate that awkward like okay now what (laughs) i have no friends so also a lot of people are lonely loneliness is like what is the uh, it's a statistic i just saw this week i forgot i feel like i've heard so many people talk about this recently yeah but also okay this is going to sound cliche but it's so true is that you're not alone. Like if you, <laughs> no, that's you know real. what I'm saying? That's real. But like we say that we're like, oh yeah, but do we actually believe it? Because if you know Jesus, like he knows every thought before it comes out of your mouth. Like mm-hmm. he sees you when you sit, stand up and sit down. And I think if we truly, if I truly believe that, I wouldn't be as lonely all of the time. That's true. But sometimes we don't treat God as a friend. Right. Like it's very one-sided friendship, you know, or we don't kind of, like, we don't talk to him in a way we could talk to a friend of, like, even just things. This is something I've been really working on lately. And I've seen some of my friends say that it helps them as well. Is like, I'm going to hyper pray. Like, mm-hmm. praying about, like, 
everything every i don't know what i want to eat today what do you think god and it's like it's cliche but genuinely he reveal it to you or it's like wait why does mm-hmm. why does god like chick-fil-a like why do i play like or whatever the case is like i'm being stupid but like god will genuinely like start to reveal like you'll hear him so much more clearly if you just involve him in everything mm-hmm. and then it pushes you to really think of like him as a friend which then you're not lonely because you have jesus and yeah what more do you need if jesus is not enough for you nothing ever will yeah. be well and in First Thessalonians 5, it says that the will of God for you is to rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and give thanks in all circumstances. So, like, if you're doing those things, that should be pretty fulfilling. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's um, the secret of life, please. Like, yeah. I, like you said, rejoice always. Rejoicing in that season of, like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't have friends today, but tomorrow. And we were mm-hmm. literally just talking about this in a different circumstance of, again, hate to be that person, but my laptop just shattered on mm-hmm. me. But it's like, as a Christian, there's just this piece that doesn't make sense. I mean, we know Philippians 4, but it literally just transcends understanding where it's like, yeah, I don't have friends today, but that's, I might tomorrow. Like yeah. genuinely, like, it's just this comfort as a Christian where you know, like, it's just either we believe it or don't that God's going to make a way. And it sounds mm-hmm. so oversimplified, but it's not. The enemy wants to kind of confuse it. He's the author of confusion. But either you believe God's going to make a way or you don't. Mm-hmm. And so either you believe God's going to send a friend and now you just have to wait or you don't. And I choose to believe that God's going to send the most perfect friend that you can get on, you know, as a human, not that perfect, but mm-hmm. close to it. Because that's what the desire of my heart. And so it may not come today, it may not come tomorrow, but it'll always be on time. Yeah. Like, that's what I choose to believe Being based on scripture. thankful in the waiting is so important. Because important. if you're not thankful when you don't have it, like when it comes... How are you going to view it? Exactly. Like, is Jesus enough for you or not? How are you yeah. going to view it when it comes and you're bitter about you had fact you had to wait? It like, oh, thank God I got this new friend. I mean, it only took a year. Okay. Ouch. Like, wh- how would you feel if you gave a gift to someone and you had saved up for it and you had worked so hard and you perfectly ordained it to be like delivered at their house, this bouquet of flowers, this beautiful gift. And when it got there, it was like, oh, these aren't hard changes. No, that's not what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. Oh, I wanted this last week. Mm-hmm. That's how God has to feel when we do this to him of like, if you only knew, though, that UPS was shipping was down, FedEx was down, the floral company didn't have it all arranged, so I had to hand pick it, and then you delay the process by checking your emails when, like, you saw, like, if only we knew how much we delay God's will, because delayed obedience is not, it's still disobedience, and so half the time if we obey from the get-go, yeah, we'll receive what he wants for us sooner, but we don't do that, so it's like half the battle is trying to figure out, like, okay, finally, God, I'm submitting to you, and then he makes a way, and he's been making a way the whole time, but we dismiss it so quickly. If nothing else, you're alive today listening mm-hmm. to this podcast. I was going to so. say, this might sound really annoying, but you're not on earth to have friends. Like, it's no. not the chief. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Your sole purpose. It's yeah. not the sole purpose. To, like, it's great. And, like, God created friendship and he created people. And that's awesome. But it's not so that you can have friends and, like, go to the mall with them. No, literally. That's a good point. It's, like, same thing for Dating. Yeah, anything. Yeah, it's tough to hear as a Christian single, I'm sure, yeah. but you're not made to be have a, a husband. It's not your sole purpose in life. Or to be a mom. It's th- These things are glorifying God. I'm not saying yeah. that they're definitely godly, but you were born, people like, I was born to be a mom. Like, you literally weren't, though. Like, I'm not sure that person. You were born to worship God, give glory to him, and submit to him, and do his will, and to, like, the Great Commission, all these different things. And being a mother is one way you can do that. Mm-hmm. But understanding that, like, that's not your, we've all tried to put our purpose in these things, but it's like, once you get it, what then? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have this great friend and now I'm outgrowing them. Okay, I have this great boyfriend and now he's cheating on me or whatever. Like, Is he great, really? The, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or he's a great guy and ends up being your husband or the 
class you get an a in or whatever the case is okay now what mm-hmm. what do you have at then like th- none of that's going to go with you into the afterlife like yeah when you get to heaven it's you and god alone yeah you're alone like so it's important to be okay with being alone and to mm-hmm. be okay with being colby Not just having, as colby yeah being content in all things in all things that's so funny we're going through ecclesiastes at church right now and we were just in uh ecclesiastes five and six which talks about like money and having money and not having money so that's crazy Haley told me that and i was like oh i gotta go this week because that's my favorite book of the bible mm-hmm. and i was like nothing even my way i have to go so i think <laughs> i'm going to sunday but that's so not that's not the podcast point but ecclesiastes in general yeah. it tells you nothing i mean you start that, to get yeah that's why we have this podcast no literally ecclesiastes. and it puts things into perspective it yeah. really does it's like oh wait nothing matters <laughs> it's hard to hear that as a student though because then it's mm-hmm. like i have no motivation to do work yeah but, but it does matter it does if you're bringing glory to god yeah like the, the soul if you are doing it to bring glory to god then it matters yeah that's a little tangent for the day but yeah. i hope that you all are i've really heard that loneliness is going around and i think that loneliness and isolation it's not always now sometimes satan can try to isolate you so that you fall into sin but a godly isolation of god preparing you for what's next is so undervalued because we have this like oh we always everyone has to be in a friend group and everyone has to be in this like perfectly like perfect house of girls and all these different things and i got caught up in that freshman year but to really understand like do not miss opportunity what you have right now because god has you there because you can bring him the most glory if you could bring god more glory with 15 friends you would have had 15 friends if you could bring god more glory with this perfect family with perfect parents with perfect whatever perfect dog then you would have had that That don't exist that don't (laughs) exist you would have had that so God has you right here in this season of like, okay, I feel like I just don't, no one understands me. I don't understand anyone, what's going on, because that's where you can bring the most glory to God. Mm-hmm. So are you going to use it wisely or are you going to let it waste? Because Psalms tells us like a rock can cry out in your place. Like if mm-hmm. you don't serve God, someone else will. So also to the point of no one understands me, they might not. Like not everyone on earth is going to understand the way you function. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the things you think about deeply and you're like, oh, I really love this. Not everyone is going to get that, just mm-hmm. as you don't get other people, you know? Yeah. That's such a good point. You're not the main character in anyone's mm-hmm. life but your own. And that's not to, like, invalidate the way you feel or things you're going through, but... Like, I'm invalidating it. <laughs> but, like... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's... They're just not. Mm-hmm. We're humans. Yeah, like I can't you read your mind. Thank you. No one knows I'm you. I'm this to myself, too. No, I'm saying... Yeah. To me, as well. It's, like, no one knows... Like, it's hard to understand, but someone, no one else has their thoughts consuming, like thoughts about me consuming their life like I have about myself. Like even that's something for insecurities too. You might go in a situation you're really insecure, but then you realize like no one's thinking about you. Like yeah. it's hard to hear, but nobody cares about you. <laughs> and, 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 like you might cross even your best friend's mind a couple times a day. They're We're so consumed with ourselves. We are. We literally we are. are. And that's just not how anyone else operates. It's like, it's hard. Okay. Something to put into perspective for me was that one day I woke up. It was my birthday this year. And I was like, sorry, that was so fast. It was my birthday this year. And I was like, wait, my birthday is just a normal day for every other person on this mm-hmm. planet. And that actually humbled me. And I was like, wait, that's cool. So now people like drag their birthdays. I look and get annoyed. And I shouldn't. I shouldn't. But I'm like, you understand, this is just a normal day for me. Like, I'll say happy birthday, <laughs> but like my life continues on. Yeah. And then I thought about it. I was like, wait, like no one, gen- like even my own siblings, it's so hard for me to understand that my siblings don't think about me nonstop. Mm-hmm. because i think of myself nonstop. yeah as we, we all love do. ourselves we love ourselves and that's like i mean why would i think about someone else anyways it's like mm-hmm. that's weird it's like why are you focusing on someone else mind your business but i said that to say i didn't know where i was going with that that was that was good 
it's just a random like no one's thinking of you as oh misunderstood yeah it's make sure you over communicate yeah all the things you know pray tested by the spirit communicate seek counsel seek counsel brace for the worst but pray for the best and give them the benefit of the doubt give them the bod yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta give them the bod you do and then pray ask god to reveal some qualities in you that you can improve on while you're waiting so that when it he sends you a blessing you're there not going to be applied to anything in life mm-hmm. but loneliness is going around anxiety is going around yeah anxiety is a disease we'll unpack that later okay. because i don't know if some person doesn't have this disease now it's like a mental plague of spiritual warfare whatever it's just so random but anxiety mm-hmm. comes from friendships too sometimes yeah but anyways nothing matters that's the takeaway <laughs> We'll see y'all next time. Bye.